Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. Hey, Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live to Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. couple notes, of course. This Saturday, we're going to be watching Crown Royal, WWE's. It's called Crown Jewel. We traditionally have called it Crown Royal here, just yes. to, I don't know, because we're clowns and we like to make fun of stuff. That's uh, it, yes. So, yeah, WWE and Crown Royal presents Crown Royal. Um, so we're going to be doing that. I think we're going to do a special simulcast. Yes. Where we're going to do it both on the Twitch and on the YouTube at the same time. Don't tell anybody because we're not supposed to do that. But we're going to do that for one reason why is because we're going to be doing it for a charity. I believe it's called the Trevor Project. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. All right. Good. Uh, it's to help out the, the youth LBGTQ community you know, with the mental health and that kind of stuff. So it's putting money into a good cause. Uh, so we're going to be doing that. Um, and uh, so we got that going on uh, later on today. Uh, Lars and I are going to be partaking in a round table thing for fightful mm-hmm. over at their YouTube channel. We put the links on the community thread uh, here on all of our channels going in our off friendo club and wrestle juice. Um, so uh, the link is there. It's going to be at two thirty Pacific five thirty Eastern. Uh, so be sure to check that out uh, as well. I have no idea what we're gonna be talking about. Oh, uh, you didn't see the thing with the, the, the breakdown then? I did not see the breakdown. What are oh. we talking about, man? Can you give us a little tease, a little yeah, we'll hint, a little preview? We'll talk about I don't. I don't know if they want to keep keep that. Well, I guess not. It was a little the, taste. Little taste. Hold on a second. It was in the thumbnail of the the, the post earlier. Today. Oh, it's just all the stuff that's going on now, yeah, right? It's got like Sammy, Logan Paul there. Phil, there's Logan. There's Nakamura. So we're just going to be talking the wrestling. All right, I'll be able to sleepwalk my way through that one. Wow. <laughs> not at all, not at all. It should be a good time, man. I like I like talking wrestling with other people Definitely. that I haven't really talked to before, so that's cool. But you and I are both going to be on there. So, yep. uh, so I mean, all they're going to be, they're going to be re- redundant opinions here. <laughs> I know. It's like, Steve, you know, Steve Steve gave his thoughts. Larson, what do you think? I don't know what he just said. What I said on the show two days ago. <laughs> We kind of share parts of a brain. At times, it um, seems that way. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, yeah, that's the deal uh, that's going on today on today's episode of Going in Raw. However, uh, by the way, huge thanks to CM Punk and Tony Khan for being yes. our replacements on yesterday's yes, episode. That was, that, was, that was very good of them to do that on a busy day. Very like nice. Also, 
Uh, if you guys like the TikTok, guess what? It's over because now we got a TikTok. Uh, it's at Friendo Club, I think, or Friendo Club Wrestling or something like that. Uh, so you can look that up. And uh, and we're there. Our latest one, which is just the reveal of us in our Halloween costumes yesterday, uh-huh. is like at almost 10,000 views. Wow. I think TikTok inflates those views because I don't really think that's possible. But I, I, I guess the real question is, how do we monetize those 10,000 views, Steve? That's, that is definitely the question. <laughs> but, you know, I barely know how to work the damn thing. Yeah, I don't so. know anything about TikTok. <laughs> one day we'll figure out how to do that. And then TikTok will officially be done with. On today's episode, we're going to talk about a pretty eventful WWE Raw episode on the road to Crown Royal. Uh, we've also got some news about CM Punk. And what people close to him are saying about his future, or maybe lack thereof, in the wrestling industry. But first, we've got a bit of sad news. It's never it's never nice to talk about uh, people losing their jobs. But, you know, it's a necessity here talking about the business of wrestling. The WWE has released five NXT superstars, according to PW Insider, uh, including, surprisingly... Bodie Hayward, a mm-hmm. uh, member of Chase U, one of the more popular members of Chase U. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Sloan Jacobs, Rue Fang, Erica Yan, and Damaris Griffin. Uh, three of those names we've seen on and off NXT TV here and there. Yes. Uh, I don't recall seeing Damaris Griffin, but maybe I could be incorrect about that. I'm um, not sure. Per- he might, might have been, been one of the security on guards. Up. or Yeah, security guards. Oh, it could be on level up. Maybe we'll have to ask the enforcer about that. He's probably probably one of uh, Hank Walker's <laughs> security guards because uh, they're, they're, they always look like dudes who look like they could be, you know, getting into the wrestling thing. Um, so, yeah, the Bodie one is surprising. I thought that in terms of his character work, uh, I thought he was a pretty good sports entertainer. I thought the 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 interplay between him and Chase was good. Uh, the stuff now with Duke Hudson showing up with Chase U, sort of edging out Bodie, mm-hmm. I thought was pretty decent stuff. So obviously we don't know the full story behind this kind of stuff. If it's a matter of you know maybe them not seeing uh, the in ring stuff getting to where it needs to be, or uh, maybe you know there are other issues at play. We simply don't know. Um, I really enjoyed his work on NXT, and uh, and if wrestling is something he wishes to continue to do, uh, I'll definitely have my eyes open for Bodie. I think he's pretty definitely, good. Definitely. I'm trying to find it because at one point we talked on the show about there was a WWE executive who gave an interview. Or oh, the podcast. thing about the like, you know, if they the have evaluation periods like every 90 days or whatever it is. <clears throat> this dude's been on TV for a spell. It, fe- it feels like, hey, once you got to TV, I mean, obviously, look, the evaluations probably never end. You know, you can be on main roster. If they don't like you, they can still let you go. That's, exactly. That's just everything. But uh, but yeah, no, it was interesting. Like, I'm not sure about the other names, but certainly Bodie, he had gotten plenty of TV time pretty over with the crowd. Um you know, one of the main mainstays that are chase you mm-hmm. that the crowd has really, really responded to. Yes. Yeah. So, it, it uh, is pretty yeah. surprising. I think there was one other instance of memory serves, but I can't remember who it is of someone who was actually, it was uh Persia Parada who was featured pretty prominently on TV only to uh, eventually get released. Yeah. Um, that again was surprising again, but with, with, you know, under, under the Vince Johnny Ace regime, it was like, who the fuck knows why they're releasing people. Yeah. Um, Bodie, this is a bit more surprising, but who knows? Maybe more info will come back. Maybe he'll give an interview with somebody down the line. Uh, if he feels that's something he wants to do mm-hmm. and then we'll get, uh, we'll get his side of the scoop. Maybe. Um, yes. Oh, here let's we go. Move I got on. it. I got go it. Finally. It was James Kimball. Uh, did an Kimble. interview with Russell rant. Kimball. Said literally six months intervals, two year mark, you're up or out. Mm-hmm. Constant evaluation, performance center. Uh, uh, deliberate evaluations occur in six months periods. Did he? I mean, I always felt that that was more sort of people that were below Bodie Hayward on the uh, on the old totem pole there, though. Like given that they hadn't been on, you know, people who were coming up hadn't been on TV yet. Um, I don't know because it kind of it felt like. Here's the last sentence here. It says, uh, Kimball also adds a PC talents who have been signed but aren't ready for NXT after two years. Okay, that's something else entirely. That would fit what you're saying. Maybe that's what I was thinking. You get two years to make it to NXT TV, and if you don't do that, Mm -hmm. you get released. 
Yeah. But I guess if they got ongoing evaluations, I know. I, I guess if they want to continue, you know, to bring in collegiate athletes and stuff, they can't just have, you know, completely open-ended developmental periods. I guess you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. As you said earlier, it's a bummer to to, to hear about anybody losing their job is not something we like to see here at, at going in raw and wish them all the best. Yeah. And whatever, uh, whether it be wrestling or other career paths, wherever they go. Let's talk about career paths and where they may go, or they may have gone for CM Punk. All star segue. There. Look at that on point, man. It's that sugar rush, man. I've been eating all oh, the candy. Oh, what, what, oh, what'd you have? Oh, my oh, just a couple of, man. I gotta, I gotta be careful with that stuff. Cause I've been really good about my sugar intake. So just a couple little tiny, the three musketeer bites, you know, the ones yeah. that got like just the three on it. They ain't got enough room for the musketeers. It's a long word. You know, <laughs> <laughs> It is quite. What if you at get least, uh, at least ten letters in musketeers? I know what, if, what they should do is is like for every eleven of them, mm-hmm. have the number three and then each with a letter for. I, I assume it musketeers. Right? So yeah. You, if you put eleven out and spell three musketeers, you'd feel like you you like cracked some code and accomplished something. Then you could eat them all. Right? Yeah. Exactly. It's like the zodiac cipher. Right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you gotta sit there and try to remember how to spell musketeers. Right. Exactly. It's like, what is the, does the K become? Is before the S three musketeers? Uh, anyway, let's talk about CM Punk. Now that it looks like old Phil is on his way out from AEW, the conversation has turned to whether CM Punk may return to WWE or walk away from the ring for good. During an appearance on Wrestling Observer Radio, Nick Houseman, CM Punk's favorite journalist. I say that jokingly because isn't he the one that the yeah. Punk targeted? Yeah. Well, also, that, it was Nick Houseman who got the statement from mm, Punk's that's camp. That's right, yeah. What, last yeah. week, whatever, whatever it was. It's Cole Cabana, your friend. Uh, so Nick Houseman stated that Punk may be leaning towards walking away for good. These transcripts come to you via our friendos over at WrestleTalk. Quote, cash does not seem to be an issue for this guy. He's got inroads in Hollywood going on right now. Stephen Amell certainly shining him up with what they're trying to do over on heels right now. I have a lot of people that have known Punk uh, that have known Punk say that to me. This guy's never going to wrestle again. We've often talked about ever since the word was there was a possible buyout, what we knew about his contract in the first place and how lucrative that was. This guy could probably, and plus anecdotally, like plenty of people. I remember Kevin Nash once said CM Punk could be, he's an awful, awfully frugal guy, manages his money well. Uh, you know, he's going to have uh, more than enough money just to do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. But for a guy like that, with the prospect of coming back to WWE to perhaps rehab what he might think or he might perceive as like, you know, a tarnished image mm-hmm. with that supersede financial needs or wants. Uh, it seems like maybe he's like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Rick. I'm going to see if I can get a Ricky Raby spinoff series. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I would imagine Stephen Amell would be like, Phil, come back over to the heels. Yeah. You know, um, assuming this buyout situation is going to be, uh, is going to lead to a pretty decent uh, payday for, for Phil. If he's in a situation where, yeah, I'll work if I want to, not if I need to, it's an opportunity for him to maybe to to to, to look into some projects or some interests that maybe he didn't uh, really uh, feel like he could pursue for a variety of reasons. But now, hey, I just got a huge check from Tony Khan to leave AEW. I'll go write some more comic books. I'll be on some more independent movies. I'll do some go more. Go have TV. some fun. Go, go have know, some go, fun. Yeah, do stuff absolutely. that he really wants. And it seemed like he really. Was passionate about returning to professional wrestling, mm-hmm, um, yeah. but you know if if AEW, if that door is closed, if he has no desire to go back to WWE, that door at least for the time being potentially closed. I mean, would he want to go to New Japan? Maybe, don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's a lot of traveling involved there. Um, who knows? I we don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if he's ever going to talk about it. He might just uh, stay home for a bit. Do a couple mm-hmm. projects here or there, maybe, yeah. and then maybe show up on heels or something like that. We don't. Yeah, I could see that happening. <clears throat> Ricky Rabies make his big return, cuts a shoot promo on the Duffy family. You know, you know, he could go back to doing the uh, the uh, MMA commentary. He was doing that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
So uh seems like the world is his oyster to a degree. Maybe not AEW. Yeah, <laughs> Certainly the re- the rest of the world, perhaps. Yes. Uh so yeah. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie. And we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Um. All right. Let's talk about this real quick. Hey, a quick note I wanted to mention also. It was revealed this morning. I think Sean Ross Sapp had an interview with Brett Lauderdale. Mm. They talked about it a bit more. But GC, what do you think about this? GCW? Four ninety nine a month, you get all that GCW stuff. Oh, actually, that's Unli- a like good deal. Unlimited GCW. Um, yeah, it is a really good deal, right? Yeah, you get to see all my Shane Mercer matches for five dollars oh, a month. Man. You can just sit there for days on end watching Shane Mercer, dude. All those flips and crazy stuff that he does, he's like wildly strong. I'm telling you, man, somebody needs to snatch that guy up, get him out of GCW, get him onto real TV. Wow. I'm joking. I'm totally joking right now. No, he's terrific. I think it's a pretty cool deal, though. You get like a couple different. I'm not a fucking advertiser right now for Fight TV, by the way. I'm just saying I saw this and I was like, oh, that's pretty good deal. Because like GCW pay-per-views are like, I don't know, between 10, 15, 20 bucks yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. they are. But you get all you of them for $5. They run them like, I don't know, every Weekly. weekend, basically. Sometimes yeah. twice a week, weekend, right? Sometimes pretty much. Back back. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, two, two a week. Yeah, absolutely. Um Anyways, wait, is this true? Maggie says, did I, t- is she talking about Mercer? Says, did I tell you I met him and didn't realize it was him? What? She says he was really nice about it. Oh, wow. Or is she talking about somebody else in the chat here? She's probably no, Maggie talking says, about- yep. She said yes, confirmed. Yeah. Wow. 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 Cool, man. That's pretty cool. Saw some random dude doing like flips on the fucking sidewalk and was like, oh, I don't know who you <laughs> are. Like, wow, you're great. You should be a wrestler. <laughs> you really have the moves of a wrestler, <laughs> sir. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, so let's talk about Monday Night Raw on the road to Crown Royal. Uh we got new women's tag titles. Yeah. Sorry, new women's tag champs that have the tag yes. titles now. Yes. In Alexa, Bliss, and Oscar, they came back. Uh, after they had been laid out by uh, Damage Control ages ago, mm-hmm. they make their big return, and they challenge Damage Control for the women's tag titles. They win them in the end. Uh, it seems like bailey has got to be a lock for this last woman standing match coming up at Crown Royal, so she's going to have Bianca's title. Bianca's face team is going to have the tag titles. War Games winner takes all, man. It's got to be the thing, right? You would think so. You would think so. You would think so. Um, that was literally the first thing I, I thought of when uh, I saw that Alexa and, and Asuka had won the tag belts. Um, it was a bit surprising that they had the tile change, but I guess if the idea is they need to keep motivating the eventual War Games match, you got to have some story beats happen. And I guess in this instance, it was titles changing hands, and it's a good chance on Saturday that, that that's going to happen as well. Um. So, you got war games, everything on the line. I don't necessarily know which way that would go, but at the end, you got to have one more one-on-one bout between Bianca and Bailey. 
whether that be at Survivor Series. Oh, that's where War Games going to be. Never mind. At the Rumble. Um, I think that's the next pay-per-view after Survivor Series. If it was me booking it, if I had the pencil, this is a pen. If I had a pencil. I have a pencil. Um, you got to give, you got, oh, you got the pencil. Good. All right. We'll write this down, please. Metaphorically. Don't actually, you don't have to write this shit. I, I have to write it at my desk. I don't have any paper here. Fair enough. Damage control needs a big deal. Number one, number one, you have to appreciate the guy running things, the attitude error, right? Triple H. They would do title changes to just for it, justify story beats yeah. in sort of the short term to get to bigger things long term. Yeah. So I, I like this. It is sort of, you know, attitude era type booking. Mm-hmm. You got Roman's got the big titles. Those are precious. Mm-hmm. The rest of the titles, not so much. You can play with those a little bit more. And I like this. Um, I damage control's got to come out on top at war games. Now, maybe that's not going to happen, but Alexa and Oscar, there's there. Come on. They're supposed to be singles wrestlers, right? This has got to be a short-term thing. Damage control cleans up at war games. It's war games. So any, it doesn't matter. Like Alexa can take the pin. You can have a big character turn with her. Oscar takes the pin that could spin her off into Oscar versus Io Shirai, which everybody wants to see after, especially yeah, the way night. they were laying into each other yeah. last night. Oh my God. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, you have damage control, take everything at war games, and then Bianca can get sidelined by, I don't know, any number of people until WrestleMania where she takes on Bailey and wins a title back because Bianca winning at WrestleMania is kind of the thing right now. It is, yeah. Um, it is. So it is that's 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 how I would do it. What about you? You got a, you got a yeah, twist on no, that? Yeah, I, I, I'd said Rumble earlier, but then thinking about it more, yeah, Bailey losing to Bianca at Mania makes sense. That way you give Bailey a decent run with the belt. Um, and... Uh, if you want to have Bianca win the Rumble again, you can do that. Uh, so, yeah, that makes the mo- that makes more sense. Carry the story on till Mania. Um, I mean, the alternative would be Bianca gets the belt back before then, and then you do Bianca and Charlotte at Mania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's look. There's any number of things. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. She's she's checking off her WrestleMania Horsewoman checklist yeah. right now. She's got so two down. Yeah. yeah. She's got Charlotte left. She's got Bailey left at Mania. Um, so you do that. You do one of those matches. Uh, Charlotte's return is going to be a big thing, but she's going to be a heel regardless because mm-hmm. that's sort of her. You know the best the best place for her. She's you know the the Mount Everest of the women's division. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's what they're going to do. I see some complaining online about oh they're a hot potato. I don't think it's a hot potato situation. I think they're moving to a story beat because I think Bailey's totally going to beat Bianca. You could do a last woman standing match because guess what? Nobody gets pinned there. Nobody gets pinned. You, know? you can have all sorts of overbooking and interference in it. Protects. Well, what do you got with with Bianca? You got you got the hair. So, you know, that air is going to be a liability at some point. It's been a liability in the past. It's also been a weapon. It's been an asset. But, uh, you know, just like we saw with Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns, you hand take 20 minutes handcuffing a guy to a thing. And, uh, and, and you know, he's, he doesn't look that bad. Uh, with Bianca, you find some clever way to, to keep her down for 10 seconds. She doesn't look that bad, but she's lost the title. Mm-hmm. You get a big title change in Saudi Arabia, which, you know, would make them happy. The, the, the government there. Um, cause it's a big deal. So yeah, I, I sort of feel like that's how it's going to go down. Yeah, I think so too. I think mm-hmm. so too. Um, we could talk about this as well before getting to the show breakdown. Uh, John, John, John Gargano, uh, had a 60 minute style sit down interview with Byron Saxton revealed Miz's oh, yeah. secret. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. effectively, uh, he said the Miz at this juncture is more concerned with being a celebrity than a pro wrestler. So he uh, arranged a deal with Loomis, who was out of a job. He had been released from NXT uh, to be uh, uh, Miz's celebrity stalker so that Miz can get more publicity, more uh, notoriety, and elevate his celebrity status using Loomis as a means to get there. But uh, Gargano said at some point, Miz must have stopped paying Loomis. So now Loomis is actually trying to actively... Uh, go after Miz so he can get the money back or get the money that he thinks he deserves. There was a pretty great sort of dark side of the ring esque r- visual recounting of these incidents using Gargano as all the roles, including yeah. Indy, uh, Dex, uh, Dexter, uh, uh, and Miz. Even uh, it was it was pretty damn funny. I like this segment a lot. I actually really appreciate the way they're using Gargano. 
because whenever he does have a match, you can see just how amazing of a wrestler he is. Mm -hmm. But it's very much reminiscent of his best work in NXT, which was with The Way, mm -hmm. which was sort of, you know, trollish comedian guy, but this time on the face side of things, which we saw a little bit of NXT as well. They're using a lot of that history to inform what's going on now. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're using Gargano in a, in a really great way, very focused on the sports entertainment stuff because we know the guy can wrestle. We know the guy can put on a five-star match anytime he steps foot in the ring. So you focus not on that because that can get kind of old if you don't utilize the personality. He's got tons of personality, and he's been all over Raw lately. Yeah. I love it. This segment I thought was pretty damn funny last night, man. Yeah, it, it had its its its, its strong moments. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the Miz responds. Um, you know, Miz has been saying all along that there's nothing to it. There's nothing mm -hmm. there other than this Loomis stalking him. You know, mm -hmm. um, so uh, you know, in the reenactments of of Loomis doing like the caricatures out in the street, <laughs> yeah, you know, throw, some people throwing in some money and then you get these stacks of. Hundred dollar bills and there's Gargano with the cash the register sound, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it'd be it'd be it'd be interesting to see if they have something kind of like comparable with the Miz, where he does his own investigative reporter report. Sorry, reporting, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe they could, uh, you know, use a presentation from another show like 2020 or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dateline, yeah. There you go. I like yeah, that. Dude. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Bring Keith Morrison in there. Uh, so anyways, we could dive into it. Kicked off with Bianca Belair sporting some wonderful Halloween orange gear versus uh, uh, Nikki Cross, who seems, uh, with the exception of back when she was in Sanity, her gear looked like it, it, was, it was filthy. Yeah. Uh, so her gear looks clean, but it seems like it's back to the same old Nikki Cross, just an agent of chaos, yeah. laying out anybody in it and everybody who's in front of her, uh, regardless if it's uh, uh, in, in Damage Control's crew, which pl took place, you know, a little bit of that uh, got into the uh, got into the equation here, or Bianca Belair. Uh, in the end, uh, Damage Control, uh, Kai and Io, uh, Sky comes running out to the ring. They distract the ref, uh, Bailey. Chucks Bianca into the ring post on the other side. Nikki pushes Bailey into the barricade. Nikki takes out both Io and, and Kai, and then Nikki gets back in the ring. Bianca's come to. She hits a KOD to get the uh, to get the win there. Bailey gets in the ring, attacks Bianca, and then Oscar and Alexa make their big save uh, mm -hmm. on their return. Yep. Uh, the only thing that's missing from uh, Nikki Cross's uh, uh, rebranding to her previous gimmick is. Her old Sandy theme. I'm guessing that's the CFO dollar sign uh, tune. Not going to use it, which is a bummer because that theme is great. That is one of the biggest things that Triple H really needs to. He needs to either bring Jim Johnston back or figure out a way to bring CFO dollar sign back. Even just figure out a way to use the existing songs, I the know. old songs. I know. That Sanity theme was killer. Every yeah. variation on the Sanity so theme good. was awesome. It was so good. Yeah. Uh, then we had a Lashley Lesnar recap package, and then we had an Oscar Alexa Bianca interview. Bianca says things with her and Nikki are settled for now, but things between her and Bailey are far from over. But at Crown Jewel, only one of us is walking out. Alexa says they've been uh, by Bianca's side since this thing with Damage Control started. We'll be there on an end Saturday. They haven't forgotten about the injuries Damage Control gave them. Uh, she challenges Io and Dakota to a tag title match tonight. And Asuka says they're not ready for us. For us, yeah. For us. Uh, after that, <clears throat> we're supposed to get a uh, Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar side-by-side -side interview. Instead, Brock no-shows. Uh, Bobby says, uh, Brock's been ducking me for 20 years. He said, if I had fought Brock 20 years ago, I would have exposed him like I did at the Rumble, like I did when I speared him through the barricade. And at Crown Royal, it'll be no different. I'll expose him for what he really is. A Bobby Lashley wannabe. Brock's music hits. He comes to the ring. He grabs a mic, says, Brock didn't come to Texas to have a sit-down interview with Bobby Lashley. He says, when I come to Texas, I want to do what the good folks in Texas normally do. I want to fight. He says, Bobby, you didn't get the memos. Get your ass down here for an ass beating. Lashley walks down the ramp. Lesnar meets him there. Just the ref, locker room, Von Wagner, Flood. Come and run it out. Try to break them up. Triple H comes out there to try to establish order. Lesnar doesn't care about that. He sprints past the game, 
goes after Lashley. They're separated. Triple H tells the ref, hey, if they throw hands, that match is off. Chaos. Chaos, I tell you. Absolute chaos. Get it together, game. I know. What kind of ship you're running there? Oh, you need to be careful. You need to be careful with that. You're trying to establish. I can talk like that. You've got to be careful. Well, he thinks I'm you. Keep that in your room. Well, it's a complicated situation. Not really. It's a name. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, next, we got Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins. Uh, before the match began, Theory had a promo. It says, I put Ali A-Town down. A-Town down. Last week, I heard Seth, what Seth said last week about him being uh, what the king of cash-ins or something like that. But tonight, mm-hmm. I'm a great opportunity when I prove the world that I can do this all day. Uh, all day, superstar. I don't know why Austin Theory, rather than uh, uh, fighting Seth Rollins, doesn't try to tap into Seth's expertise, which was on full display in this match, for because the vast majority of it, Seth had an answer for everything Austin Theory tried to do to him. This was a wonderful match. It was a lot of fun, especially the first half where Seth Rollins was essentially running circles around Austin Theory. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was outsmarting him at every turn. Yep. He had everything scouted, yep. and Austin Theory had to play catch-up. Yep. Uh, this They gave this a ton of time. Um, this was really, really, really good stuff. It but was yeah, a fun match, yeah, Theory needs to learn under the Seth Rollins uh, tree of learning. Yes, uh, because uh, yeah, he had he had something for him uh, at every single turn here. Yeah, uh, in the end, uh, Theory's looking for a pedigree. Seth uh, counters like a pancake, follows with a stomp to get the win. Um, it's weird. Austin Theory is one of the few characters now that Triple H is in charge. I feel like it's kind of regressed a little bit. He's fallen back into catchphrases and stuff after the 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 short little feud with Gargano. It just kind yeah. of feels like, from a character standpoint, it's kind of the spinning wheels. I think that it's safe to say he's one of the characters they do not know what to do with. Mm-hmm. I think they still really want big things for him. And they're like, well, let's have him go on a losing streak. Let's have him just dig a hole. And then we'll figure out how to get him out of the hole. But I don't think they know how to do that quite yet. Yeah, Maybe they feel, we've got plenty of time. <laughs> We've Maybe got plenty we got of time. Next June or July to, to work this right. all out. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. And if uh, what is it, Russell votes is to be believed, they may take the entirety of that time yes. to do it. But the thing is, if June or July is on the horizon, come you know whatever February, March, April, you got to start at least then. <laughs> you know, you got to figure something out. Maybe they're thinking WrestleMania, we're going to do a big thing with him. Um, but you know, the thing about. Rollins and his cash in in 2015 is that when he cashed in, it was believable. Mm. It was like, oh, this guy could be a champ. Theory loses week after week after week after week. You got to give this guy something that'll make us believe, oh, whatever he cashes in on the Intercontinental, the US, NXT, I don't believe he could beat Braun Breaker right now. 
You know, I don't I don't know if he can beat JD McDon't Google my name. I don't know. Can't can't win against anybody. No, he can't. Not at this juncture. Not at all. No. No. Nope. Uh we're backstage and SUV pulls into the arena. Rome. Paul Heyman. Get out of the car. They've got a promo next. So they come to the ring. Roman says, don't worry. I got Sammy and Jay working, becoming a little more oozy. Oh, because the crowd is chanting oozy, oozy, yeah. yeah. So by the time we're done in Saudi Arabia, a new man, an oozy right-hand man, uh, Jay Uso will be. And he goes, all right, enough of the oozy talk. Let me be real with you real quick. For over two years now, I've been hyping up opponents, and the only thing that happens when we get to the match is they get smashed. I'm not up here, and I'm not going to lie to you. Sorry, I'm not here to lie to you. Uh, so I had to think about this, but and let's be honest, I'm the greatest of all time. I'm going against a guy who has had two matches. So there's no way I'm going to hype up a match with an outsider like Logan Paul. No, the Tribal Chief won't do that, but the wise man will. So he hands the mic to Paul Heyman. And Heyman says, it's incumbent on, on me to mention that Logan has those steel screws in his hands that he's determined to throw that one lucky punch with. And that Logan has been training with Shawn Michaels. And while, while uh, Heyman says that, Roman's all, oh, training with Shawn Michaels. Ooh. Um, and uh, Heyman continues, says, and yet with all this on Logan's side at Crown Royal, he's going to get smashed by Roman because if there's one thing in this world that Roman can't tolerate, it's an outsider. Mm. So this Saturday night, and he's interrupted by The Miz. Yeah, so The Miz comes down. <laughs> he says, first and foremost... I acknowledge you, my tribal chief. He says, I'm not out here. And Roman's like, oh, okay, that's good. He says, I'm not out here to antagonize you. I'm here to help you. He says, nobody in this industry knows Logan Paul better than me. I technically brought him to WWE, trained him, basically taught him everything he knows inside this ring. He says, but there's one thing I couldn't teach Logan. The one thing everybody's talking about, the right hand is real. He's got pins in his hands. It gives him knockout power. He says, don't believe me. Ask Jay. Uh, I'm just sorry I couldn't come quicker to give him assistance. I've been having to deal with a deranged stalker. He says, so Roman, I think we can help each other. I know Logan's strengths, but I also know his weaknesses. So what do you say? You help me with Loomis before my match with Ali, and I help you neutralize Logan Paul. Roman's like, "Are are you trying to cut a deal? Like I scratch your back, you scratch mine? And Miss is like, yeah, sure. He says, all right, before we get to this deal, can I ask you a question? Miss says, yeah, of course. This is your ring. Roman says, "Ah, I think I like this guy. He says, but here's the thing. Why does everyone keep talking about Logan Paul knocking me out? And then Roman knocks out Miz with a Superman punch. He says, when they should be talking about me knocking Logan Paul out. He says, then you're not going to have any other choice than to acknowledge me. It was a good, good, good segment there. Using Miz as a proxy for Logan Paul. It really was. Um, I, I found it interesting that twice in the promo, uh, uh, Heyman and Reigns referenced outsiders, especially coming after what Jay said on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, interesting seeing how well, they're. Oh yeah. You know the Sami Zayn stuff. Yeah. Because that's what yeah. Ro- that's what Jay was saying oh, about Sam. Kevin Nash was going to come in. Oh, power no. jackknife, power bomb. Logan Paul, acknowledge Diesel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I I would I would imagine the wording was intentional. Um, I I don't know if this is a little bit of foreshadowing to could be Sammy eventually getting the boot from Bloodline. Could be. Mm-hmm. Means to be seen. Uh, then we go to the trainer's room. Miz is there with some ice on his chin. Uh, Kathy Kelly comes in, says, uh, once in an interview, Miz says, not now. Can't you seem in a lot of pain? And then Kathy says, well, you know, Gargano's got a tell-all interview coming up later in the show. And Miz says, I haven't thought about it. I'm more concerned about getting my match against Ali canceled tonight. And for the record, Gargano's conspiracy theory has just got you journalism. If WWE airs a slanderous poof piece, I'll have no choice. Everyone better get prepared for a defamation suit. So then mm. uh, Mustafa Ali steps in and says, you know, it's unfortunate you're trying to get our match canceled. I was looking forward to competing against you. But, hey, they see everything is bigger in Texas. And then he looks down at the Miz's front area. Mm-hmm, yeah. He says, well, almost everything. You, Miz, have tiny balls. You have tiny of balls. Of course, that angers the Miz. Says, all right, I'll beat you with a broken jaw tonight. So the match is on. It's on. Uh, after that, we had Damian Priest versus uh, IWGP Never Openweight Champion Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson, well, shocking! Yeah, Carl Anderson didn't need a pin last night. 
I was shocked. In a yeah, singles he bout. Did, he did the roll-up. Rhea Ripley, of course, was the uh, the standout here. Oh, yeah. Giving a lot of shit. But, uh, but yeah, no. Uh, 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 Priest goes for a reckoning. Carl Anderson, machine gun, reverses that into a backslide to get the win here. Then a brawl breaks out between the OC and Judgment Day. Gallows decks Dom. Rhea gets in the ring. Another low blow for Gallows. Uh, and then tells AJ and Carl to bring it. She's cursing at them left and right. They got to oh, so bleep good. her out. Is pretty awesome. Finn and Priest attack AJ and Carl. Carl Anderson from behind. The Judgment Day beat down the OC. Priest hits AJ with a razor's edge. Uh, Finn hits Carl with a coup de gras. And then Dom hits AJ with a frog splash off the top. The prevailing theme is who are they going to get to neutralize the X Factor, Rhea Ripley, in Judgment Day? Uh, I've heard some names bandied about. I think Raquel Rodriguez has been doing some stuff with uh, with them mm-hmm. on the house show circuit, so maybe they're gearing up for that. Uh, I'd love – somebody here in chat mentioned this earlier, and I apologize. I didn't see who it was. but And it's not going to happen. Remember how much fun AJ and Charlotte was during the mixed match oh, challenge? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the most fun shit. All that stuff, that the mixed so match challenge stuff. I remember so the look of joy on Miz's face when it was revealed. And I don't know if they did that as like you know a real thing, a real reveal for him. Yeah. But when Oscar showed up to be his partner, oh I know they did that little backstage thing, and he was so over the moon happy. He was like, "You never lose." Uh, that shit was so much fun. I, I missed the mixed match challenge, man. I know that was so that was in terms of showing their showcasing their personalities. That was like the best thing WWE's done in like the last ten years, and showcasing actual talents, personalities. Charlotte's one wrestler who, whenever she's around, the nature of the way they book her character, they write her character. She doesn't get to have a lot of fun. No. You know what I mean? Like no. usually, oh, you're a bad guy, you get to have a lot of fun. Her character always seems just like serious and has a chip on her shoulder, but that legitimately showed off. Charlotte, it seems like a person who is, could be a lot of fun, you know, like when we interviewed her, she was the coolest person. Yeah. We never really get to see that element of her no. personality in her character on camera. That mixed match challenge was so much. Exactly. Fun. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Let the rest. And I, I, I'm hopeful Triple H in charge. Now we'll get to see a little bit more of that if less of the, the rigid, this is who your character is, and let yeah. people imbue a little bit more of their natural personality into their Where character. have we seen that? In Judgment Day. Yeah. yeah. When Vince was around, they just seemed like they were the most cardboard, stale, you know, g- cookie cut out villains. Mm-hmm. Triple H came over. They just sort of were relaxed a little bit. See how much fun Rhea's having, how much fun yeah. Dom's having. Priest is a Finn's big one. Finn's having tons of fun. Finn's having tons of fun, yeah. Uh, next, we got an MVP promo. He says, uh, Braun, you said on Friday there's no giant big enough for the monster among monsters. And I thought when you said that, that when a moss tossed you out of the ring, you must have landed on your head. You can flip all over all the trucks and snatch all the car doors you want, but you'll never measure up to a moss. need to get that through your skull because once and for all, you'll find out at Crown Jewel, or maybe you'll find out sooner. We're coming to SmackDown to range a little surprise for you. Oh, SmackDown hands. I'm sure the spoils oh. are out there. They already taped this. They did, and then, oh, gosh. Oh, man. So It gets worse yeah. every week. It does. It really does. And then so, Baron uh, finally gets a chance to talk, and he says a whole lot of nothing. I liked Baron's outfit this week, though. That was awesome. Yeah, that was nice. It was like the, I don't know what the print was. It was like tigers and cool gold stuff on yeah there's all sorts of stuff going on there yeah so anyways i'll do i'll take the hit here i'll be jbl he says so good to be home in texas talks up how great texas in texas is and then he turns on the crowd completely predictable says until you snowflakes came along and ruined it you've turned texas into an embarrassment (laughs) get this he says today's halloween when you teach your kids to go door to door begging for food Hold on a second. The millennials and Gen Zers did not invent trick-or-treating. No. That's been around for like 100 years or something crazy. It's been around for a really long time. You see all sorts of crazy pictures like kids in the 50s and 40s with their weird Halloween outfits before they had make like, you know, uh, uh, like uh, uh, mass-produced ones. Before Spirit Halloween Store was a thing, yes. Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, that was the weirdest thing to me. I'm like, wait a second, trick or treating has been around forever. I know it doesn't make any sense. This, this whole sense. this whole gimmick the JBL doing right now is garbage. Yeah. So, anyways, blah blah blah. New God of Wrestling, Baron Corbin. He comes out, uh, and then uh, what is it? When did Truth come out? So, what Corbin comes out? Uh, 
And he just he says, says yeah. he just talks crap about the crowd saying, oh, you spent your last few dollars to see me. Uh, this shows how much you truly, truly love me. And the truth comes out. He's got some cowboy gear on, not Dallas Cowboys, like cowboy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so JBL asks what you're doing. And Truth says, I just want to come wish Dallas a happy Halloween, but especially when I come here and tell you both, I really like your Halloween costumes. And JBL says, we're not wearing costumes. And Truth says, oh, you got on some costumes. JBL, you're dressed as an angry, out-of-touch old man. And Corbin, you're just, and then Corbin interrupts, takes a swing. Truth ducks, lays out Corbin. And then JBL takes his hat off and like swipes at Truth with it. Mm-hmm. And that's just enough of a distraction for uh, Corbin to hit our truth with end of days. Yeah. Uh, after that, uh, backstage, Bailey is chatting with uh, Nikki Cross. She just sort of smiles and leaves. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had uh, oh, Riddle versus Otis in a, uh, what is this, a Halloween trick or street fight? Is that trick what Trick or street fight, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Riddle comes out dressed as Ezekiel with Elias, which is pretty funny. But you're right, Elias, Elias's thing is he's so over Riddle already. So well, I, we need heal Elias back. He's much yeah. better. Oh, we're going to get it. So Gable comes out. He's got like a wig and he's got like a jacket on. And uh, uh, he comes out and he says, sure, I could have dressed up for Halloween like Socrates or any of the great philosophers, but none of you dimwits would have gotten the joke because uh, you're, well, he says you're a bunch of Dallas dimwits. He says, lucky for you, Halloween's my favorite Halloween. So I dressed up as Patrick Swayze as Chip from the epic uh, a Saturday Night Live skit with him and Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. He says, and let me introduce somebody who's going to be doing some dirty dancing all over Riddle tonight. Dale. There was Chip and Dale. And, uh, <laughs> and Otis, that's fucking Chris Farley's character. You know, they take out their thing and they start doing the stripper guy dances. Oh. And it's that they got it perfect. It's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it was pretty great. That, it is an all time skit, skit there from Saturday Night Live. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, yeah, we get Otis versus Riddle. Probably the best part of this was towards the finish when uh, Elias puts uh, a, a a pumpkin, a carved pumpkin, on mm. Otis's head, and then Riddle hits him with an RKO with it. Then they put it back on his head and they celebrate. It was pretty funny stuff. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. That knee that uh, Elias hit on Gable that put him through the table ringside. Oh that was, my God, that's right. Yeah, that was a good spot. Yeah. Gable took a nasty table bump there. Yeah. Uh, then we're backstage. Damage Control is talking. Kai's asking why Asuka and Alexa deserve a tag title shot. She says that they're lucky uh, that they that we don't back down from a challenge um, because the real question is, will they be uh, able to compete after all the damage we're about to afflict upon, uh, inflict upon them? And EO says, yes, we're going to end Asuka and Alexa. Bailey says, just like I'm going to embarrass Bianca this Saturday. She says, EO, you've done too much to be overlooked throughout your career. Dakota. You've been left behind too much uh, for me to really think. For them to think that they can walk all over you, we're taking control of this division on Saturday. I'm going to beat Bianca tonight. The two of you will beat Asuka and Alexa, and they'll be the last woman standing by this time next week. Yeah. Now, if Bailey loses at Crown Royal, my my mood will be shifting into what the hell are they doing territory. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, if, If Bianca ends up winning there. Yeah. Uh, because if you have both, you know, the, if they swap the titles, it's like, okay, war games will mean something, but it's exactly. like if Bailey loses, like what the hell? Like, why are I they mean, cause even... then at war games is literally for control of the division. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And damage control kind of needs to win that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, after that we had Miz versus Mustafa Ali. Uh, of course we had some, uh, Loomis stuff here. Where uh, uh, we got Ali hitting Miz with a crossbody off the top on the outside. Uh, Miz pushes Ali over the announce table. Loomis grabs Miz from behind, hops over the barricade. Security comes to ringside. Loomis escapes through the crowd. One of those indie wrestlers that was playing security <laughs> has some fucking hops because he ran to the barricade. It was the first one after Loomis, and he didn't use his hands to like scale the oh, barricade. Wow. <laughs> he just did a straight leap over it. It was very impressive. Impressive. Uh, so anyways, uh, Ali hits Miz with the super kick, follows the 450 to get the win from Mustafa Ali. Good win for him, man. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Then we get the Gargano tell-all. Again, it's like a 60-minute segment with some uh, out-of-focus, soft-focus reenactments. Yeah. So uh, Byron asks Gargano, who is Dexter Loomis? And Gargano says, you know, I've known Loomis for years, and he has his quirks, but we all do. He's mm-hmm. a guy trying to make a, a living like the rest of us. He says, Loomis married into my NXT family, so I had to accept him like a son-in-law or a pet raccoon, one in the, one in the same. 
But after the wedding, our family fell apart. Loomis lost his job and fell on hard times, and it took a toll on his psyche. In a typical fashion, Miz took advantage of it. He says, Miz doesn't know this, but I might as well reveal the whole truth. Right before my return in Toronto, I overheard Miz and Loomis talking, and I recorded it on my phone. He plays the voicemail. and Pretty much what it says is, Miz arranging uh, first saying, hey, people are really buying this thing that we're doing. All I need you to do is keep taking the money and keep your mouth closed. And Gargano says, I think Miz is paying Loomis to stage a tax on him. He says, Miz did it because he wanted attention. Miz wants a celebrity stalker and exploited Loomis's situation. The first few times Loomis is on Raw, they exchange glances, no physicality. The first moment of physicality, uh, Loomis just had him in the chokehold, and Miz just walked out of the arena. And I like that they showed the footage of that because, yes. like, yeah, when you see it, it's like, yeah, and there's no security back there. Yeah. And he's, like, walking back with him. Yeah. Yeah. And then Byron asks, well, what about the cage match uh, where Loomis put Miz to sleep? And Gargano says, well, what better way to play the victim than to plan your own downfall? He had no chance to beat Bob Lashley anyways. <laughs> so he found a <laughs> way to keep the blame off. the way that he was. said that. He said, come on, come it's on. Miz versus Lashley. Yeah, he's never going to win. No chance of winning that. <laughs> he says, so he found a way to keep the blame off himself. He's, but he continues, but I think somewhere along the way, Miz must have stopped paying Dexter. Now Loomis is coming after him until he gets what he's owed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really like this segment. I thought it was good. Uh, then we had the main event. Oscar and Alexa Bliss versus Damage Control, and things really picked up. Number one, this is a physical match, but it got super physical when Oscar and uh, Io Sky was in that ring because man, they were laying into each other. It was so much fun to watch. This yep. match was absolutely great, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was just a ton of fun. It really was. It really was. Down the down towards the finish, uh, Alexa's looking for a DET on Dakota Kai. Dakota escapes that, sends Bliss out of the ring. And then Kai and Oscar, they're trading kicks. Uh, and then Bianca and Bailey uh, fight. They, they, they. Uh, Bianca had hit like a crossbody on Bailey, sending her over the barricade by the timekeeper area earlier. So now they're mm-hmm, on like yeah. some sort of table or something over by the timekeeper area, mm-hmm. fighting on top of that. And then Bailey hits Bianca with a Bailey to belly off the top of that to put them through a table near there. Mm-hmm, yeah. Back in the ring, Dakota Kai kicks Oscar. Bailey then pulls Kai out of the ring, throws her into the ring steps. EO gets on the apron, kicks Alexa. She goes up tops looking for a moonsault. Uh, Asuka evades that, uh, kicks EO. Bliss tags in, hits EO with Twisted Bliss to get the win. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, uh, good stuff. We got a couple of questions here, or we have a question thread anyways. I hope we have some questions. I haven't looked at it. Uh, patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Oh yeah. We got nine of them here, uh, for, uh, raw SmackDown NXT hell, even impact these days. We've got questions, threads for our recaps, Alex Foster dynamite, of course, as well. Uh, Alex Foster says if WWE had to have trios titles on the main roster, should they keep the raw and SmackDown belts together? Oh, should they make them? Yeah, I, I would say make them. Single like cross. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Single for trios brand, titles. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <coughs> I wonder if they should maybe even make the tag titles cross brand as well. I they I, they should. Well, I don't know if you're gonna split the if you're gonna split the world title. Like it depends on how they're gonna treat the brands. To be, I honest mean, we with could you. effectively do is have the tag titles on one brand and the trios title on the other brand. You know. Oh yeah, you could do that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Different feels to the shows. Absolutely. Uh, Blake Whitehouse says, if Bobby beats Brock, should he be Roman's next opponent? I don't think Bobby's going to beat Brock. I don't believe so either because he beat him at the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And I think then I think, you know, the Saudi Arabia government's going to be like, they have booking power, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is Bobby supposed to be the bad guy here? Or is it just supposed to be like, you know, fighter versus fighter? Feels I more think it's like just that, supposed huh? to be fighter versus fighter. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Yellow Flash says, "Are Oscar and Bliss transitional champs?" Uh, what are we? Le- we have less than a month till Survivor Series. Yeah. So yeah, kind it's of. Entirely possible. Yeah. I don't know if they want to call them transitional champs. They're story beat champs. You know Tra- what I mean? Transitional is usually like an interim team that gets the belt from one team to another without the first team losing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But when yeah. when the team that's going to beat them is the team that they that bliss and oscar beat for the titles i don't necessarily think that's 
what you consider transitional champs. I wouldn't consider this a transitional thing. Uh, Sleazy Mo, uh, if you were Triple H, would you have been upset at how the Bloodline segment from Friday turned out? He said, I, I get this is actually a really good question. This is a really good question. It seemed like it was a setup to be an intense, suspenseful altercation that ended up being Sammy and Roman trying to make Jay laugh. He says, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I also wish the uh, the angle wasn't derailed. Um, I think you probably have to appreciate more than anything that it got a lot of people talking in a positive way about mm-hmm. your product. So I mm-hmm. think that would sort of override everything. But I get the idea that you're the director, essentially, of this. You're trying to put on something that's compelling and dramatic. And Jay can't help but fucking laugh every time Sammy opens his mouth. But he's supposed to be this pit bull. So I get the idea. What do you think? If you're in Triple H's shoes and you're the director of this, are you deep down kind of like, man, they need to keep it together because they're, they're supposed to be in character and they're kind of breaking a lot. I mean, I get the, the director analogy. However, pro wrestling is a, 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 a medium storytelling uh, vehicle that differs from a lot of others and that the crowd interaction plays such a huge part in what happens in the performance. And there are some aspects of that that you can't necessarily anticipate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't get to do another take more mm-hmm. often than not when yeah. it comes to wrestling in front of a live audience on live television. You get what you get and performers have to roll with what happened. Mm-hmm. And in terms yeah. of rolling with what happened, they could have not have done a better job of that. Mm-hmm. And by the end, they got where they needed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. You know, you have yeah. Jay upset about s- potential of Sammy Uso. You have Sammy elated about the mm-hmm. potential for Sammy Uso. Mm-hmm. So I, th- you know, and, and and who knows, you know, what the direction was going into it. Maybe it was, hey, this is this is supposed to be true and right and dramatic, mm-hmm. or yeah. this is a setup. Just go do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we don't know. And in terms of rolling with what circumstances gave them. I thought everybody hit a home run in that segment. I thought you kind of get everything you that you'd want because you had the moment when Jay said, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief thinks. That moment stuck with people. Mm-hmm. You know, that moment floored everybody. Yep. And I don't think what happened after took away from that moment. I think we all know what's going on and heading into the next SmackDown or whatever, or Crown Royal, or whatever. I know Sammy's not going to be there, but you know what I mean? Going forward. There's still that tension. That is still there. Yep. Yep. And I I can almost guarantee when the time comes for the next story beat to hit, they'll be on point. I don't think when Jimmy and Jay and Solo, however this is going to go down, jump Sammy out of the group, we're going to be heartbroken. It's going to be effective as all get out. And they'll take, they'll, they'll have, the, they're not going to be cracking up at that. And I think those genuine moments that, the bloodline share where they do have those moments where they break down laughing mm-hmm. because of what Sammy has done is only going to make the eventual turn even the more impactful. It kind of adds to it, doesn't it? Does it? Because this, yeah. it feels like real genuine human interaction rather than scripted stuff when this kind right. of stuff happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could have forced that to be a really dramatic thing despite what was happening. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it would have hit as hard Yeah, if they had just said, all right, we, you got to play this super serious. Yeah. You know, Hey Sammy, don't say Usi. Because yeah, you know, right. that's going to get everybody laughing. Don't do that. Yeah, it you know? does that. Even if you try to consider this not a performance and all, you know, in kayfabe, as they like yeah, to yeah. say, or whatever, part of the story, there is an element of like, Sammy's a funny guy. Yeah. He's a funny guy. And it's kind of hard not to chuckle at this stuff. And Jay is torn up about this because it's like, man, you're not blood. That doesn't mean he fucking hates Sammy deep down, he hates what Sammy's doing. Um, but somebody pointed out, I think it was somebody in our chat pointed out, and I didn't notice this, but when uh, uh, Jay pulled Sammy out of the ring on Friday, he referred to him by his real first name, which I think mm-hmm. is Ramy or Rami, mm-hmm. something like Rami, mm-hmm. so whatever it is, um, which I thought was interesting. And who knows if it was a slip or not. Jay, Jay seems the guy, to be the guy who has the most difficult time staying in character, but he's got the most complex character to play. You know, a lot of people are, are giving Sammy, you know, the, 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 the roses here, the flowers here. 
Jay's character is fucking difficult to play, and he does it so damn well. Mm -hmm. So damn well. Um, So if I'm Triple H, I'm happy that all the major beats hit as good as they did, and you get that added bonus of Sammy's cracking people up out here. And and it, and it show it's an endearing thing that we get to witness and we're we're lucky enough to see. So yeah, I I, I that's a great question though. That is a really good that question. Is, that's a good question. Uh, Time more with how you get Triple H to do Ron Smackdown previews. Do you think you'll be able to get Tony Khan to do the AEW Dynamite preview with Larson? No, he actually, uh, you know, we we reached out to him and he said uh, because we do the WWE segments, he refuses to participate here. At going in raw, maybe if WWE's nicer to him, he will do those previews. But until then, he's not going to take it. Until then, he's not going to take it. Right? He's not. I'm not. Uh, David Matushek and <laughs> says, considering that I'm sure at some point the YouTube comments will just straight up revolt on us. But again, it's a pretty good split. A lot of people love Triple H stuff. Very few people don't. And I'll be honest, there's like plenty of Larson Burner accounts out there. That are just straight up acknowledging we're not Larson Burner. I, I I don't know. I don't know how to do that. You give um, me way too much credit. You know, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I hear things. Many people are saying. Dave Matushek says, considering that the uh, sixty minutes segment, sixty minutes esque segment uh, cleared the air in the whole Ms. Loomis segment issue. Do you think WWE should do this kind of segment more often? I like I, not this necessarily, but I like them mixing up the format and and going with whatever homage or direction that works, that would work best in the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be 60 minutes, but you know, some, some trope, some television news trope or, or structure or, or, or production method. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Nick Kyle asked, what is the latest news on when Becky Lynch is coming back? Don't know. Apparently she's coming uh, back as uh, Cindy, Cindy Lauper. Lauper, Young Rock. Yeah, in Young Rock, that's outstanding. That is pretty awesome. That is going to be so good. I'll actually watch that one. I should be watching Young Rock. It looks like a decent show. Looks like a pretty well made show. I remember. I think I watched the first two episodes and it was all right. You know, sometimes it takes. Some, that's why I'm it like, does. okay, I want to check it, it out now because it's had more time to get its legs under it. Because oftentimes the first episode, you watch right. the first season of Seinfeld, you're like, what? Meh. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think it's right. really good. Same with The Simpsons. First episode of the season of The yeah. Simpsons. Meh. Yeah. Uh, Frozen Tapes is how do you think the Doctor of Thugonomics, John Cena, would have fared in the Attitude Era with Vince's booking? He would have been a megastar. Yep. He would have been a megastar. Yep. Just huge. Uh, Luis Reza says the OC is a bad name. What should they rename themselves? Good Brothers. Yeah, man. Good Brothers. The Deviled Eggs. Or that. The Devil. I'm so close to 496,000 channel points, man. Very exciting stuff. Many people are saying it's the best thing ever. Not the best thing. Worst thing. It's not. Uh, We'll end on this one here. Ryan Kate Lamb says, could you all see Sammy having a Foley moment and winning the title off Roman maybe with help? From The Rock, boy, that'd be that'd take the fucking root if they did that kind of thing. Remember how overbooked that Mankind finish it was, was? Super overbooked. There was like twelve people ringside there for that. <laughs> there finish. were so many people there, but it's so the crowd was just going nuts. So I don't know. I I'll believe it when I see it. I don't mm-hmm. think it happened. But man, if you want to blow the roof off a place, you do something like something that. Yeah, you do something like Even that if just for a week. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Like we said, check us out on Fightful. Uh, it, by the time this goes up and you're listening to it, there's a good chance. Well, the audio listeners might check it out because you get that, I yes. think, a little bit sooner than I'm able to get the video up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'll be there in perpetuity. I'm sure they'll, they'll keep the, the, the VOD after we do it live. Uh, so check that out over Fightful. We're going to be doing a roundtable there. Join us on Saturday for Crown Royal, 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, what is it? 11, 12, 1 p.m. Pacific. Yes. Uh, until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find 
people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.